Hey everyone, my name's Caitlin, and we are a podcast of one, Zach and I. Oh, oh okay. I was at first I was insulted. I was like, no, there's I, it's me. Like we're, there's two of us. Okay. So wait, okay. did that not make as much sense to you as it no, did in my head? It made it made perfect sense. Okay, okay. It was okay. just my my narcissism getting in the way of getting the joke. I was okay, like, wait okay. a second. Like it was it was just my gut reaction. But okay. I'm with you. It'll make sense. So now that I have to I sense. have to repeat it for the listeners. We are a podcast of one. Okay. Woo. Still not, still not very expiring, but I will talk about that. It's campaign. still, it's still uh, a sore subject for you. It still hurts yeah, a little we'll bit. Talk, we'll dissect that tagline because the big thing of this is, is breaking down the army taglines. So, um, and well, by the way, I mean, I'm Zach and, uh, I want you to listen and subscribe to our podcast. I mean, it works for the army. Let's try, let's try it out. Right. And this is manipulating the masses. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You, the people, have the power. All right, Caitlin, this is going to be an interesting one for us uh, today because we're talking marketing for the Army. Uh, you and I aren't big Army people. Uh, you know, <laughs> what does I that never mean? Really, I mean, what, did you think about it like growing up? Was it a consideration for you growing up? Were you? Did you have a time in your life where you were like, I might join the army. Never. But I've also thought about this podcast a lot. And I am going to be very diplomatic about my, I think, well, how do I say this? No, I'd never thought about joining the army. My family, uh, my immediate family. So like my mom and my dad were not in the army. Um, mm. So mm -hmm. I just didn't grow up with it. Yep. And we'll talk about that. They, I actually pulled some interesting stats about uh, from the Army website about their pain points for current recruiting. So we'll talk about that. Interesting that you mentioned your mom and dad. Um, I'm the same. I remember I had a conversation with my dad. It was very light in the kitchen. He turned to me one day and was like, have you ever considered like joining the Army? And again, he wasn't an Army person. My parents were military people. And it was just the fastest no I've ever given in my entire life. It was just nope. Mm. wasn't for me knew mm. it wasn't for me not my thing their recruitment tactics did not work on me so but we're going to talk about it we're going are going to talk and we will be diplomatic i thought about it too and i think doing the research we can be very diplomatic about it because we're going to go through history because it is at the end of the day i think an interesting marketing tidbit because it's selling one of the hardest products yeah. out there which is war yeah right? it's like, so true. It, it, it's their job is to sell this thing uh and the the interesting note with america specifically is i pulled this data you know i love the data points since america has been a country we've been at war 227 years out of our 245 year history that's 93 percent of our time as a country we have been at war 93%. Does that surprise you? Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, blew my mind too. 93%. So 
clearly the campaigns that be, they've been running is are successful endeavors because like any product if war is a product there's supply and demand right demand by the government is there but how do you keep the supply going of young people willing to join that's the supply of an army is young people um so we're going to take a look at how some army recruitment tactics and what they've done throughout the years but first before we get into that Caitlin, I mean, you, you prefaced one, but do you have any, any military like commercials or campaigns that you can remember that resonate with you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I prefaced that one and only that I remember is we are an army of one. Um, I remember commercials, TV commercials. I don't remember. I know this is one of their tactics where they kind of like set up a booth at schools. And I don't necessarily mm -hmm. remember them doing that at my school. I went to a very small high school. Um, oh, but yeah. so I don't know if that's saying a lot. But yes, I remember their commercials specifically. Yeah, the Army of Ones were classic growing up everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, and then I do remember their tactics coming in. I, I remember two things that they did in my high school. First was they set up a booth one day and they had a pull-up bar and it was like a pull-up <laughs> challenge oh, to get really? people to like come in. And it was like a recruitment tool. So they'd get people that were like strong and could do pull-ups. And then they'd be like, by the way, you did 12 pull-ups. You should think about joining the army. You know, it's a very low bar. They were real stretching at that point. But, you know, I'm not a beefy dude. I wasn't going to compete in, the, in that anyway. And the other piece was like a test one day. They like took us out of class and like we all went into the library and just took this random test. Really? And it was like based on like, yeah. And based on your like score on the test, they were like, you can do all of these things in the military. So I took the test and they were like, yeah, you could do. Um, computer science, you can yeah. do this, you can get into spy work. They were like, you, you have the essence of a spy. And that intrigued me. I was oh, like, really? that'd be dope to be a spy, but still wasn't enough to sell me. Yeah. Um, in my, if, yeah. if I had to redo life again, I would try to be like some sort of spy or like, I don't know, yeah. someone who is just top secret and like is an assassin or something. <laughs> but that's no, really interesting. So you could kill people is what you're saying. I probably could. I probably could. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Get it on record. <laughs> uh, but that's really interesting. I don't, I, I'm beginning to doubt my memories on whether the army mm. went to our school and did those recruiting tactics. Or if I truly was just like, my only option is going to college. Like that was what my parents mm -hmm. embedded in me since I was very young was just like, that's the only option for you. You have to go to college. So it could have been that yeah. where I didn't, I, there was no other option. So I didn't, I ignored kind of their recruiting tactics or if I'm misremembering and they yeah. really did have an appearance at our school. I don't know. I'm beginning to doubt myself. Cause that's a pretty intense, like setup that they had at your school like the pull-up bar oh definitely i definitely. think i would be interested yeah. in that just for the sake of competing like you know yep, exactly i mean it's a pretty ingenious recruitment tool for kids like make it a competition and yeah. then it's like recruitment on the side right mm -hmm. um it's a soft sell which is what they've been going into a lot recently um 
Yeah. And I think it's just like any advertisement. If you don't find it relevant to you, you block it out, right? Like you couldn't tell me what's on the billboards between, uh, you know, around your house. Cause like you just, you block them out. You don't mm -hmm. think they're relevant to you. So you might've done the same thing. Yeah. Um, but let's take a peek. Let's kind of dip into history, your favorite subject. Uh, but I promised you pre podcast, we're going to relate this to marketing tactics. So I want you, as we go through these old recruitment, uh, pieces to think of war as a product, right? Think of America as a brand, think of war as a product and really try to tie what they've done because it really like marketing war is on the precipice of marketing. They're always using new media. They're always pushing the limits. It has been consistent throughout history. It is, it is the precipice of advertising because you're basically i mean it's the hardest product war uh so think of it that way so let's start with the uh classic american revolution the uh the og war where our don't country ask was me started. when that took place uh 1776 there you go i got you ah, there. Uh, okay. yeah i got the you the good there. old declaration uh, yeah so i i want to toss a, start off with a fun question i mean like despite our history books which tell us like oh people just rose up and were fighting and were just uh, yeah yeah against the british and every american was on board uh definitely not the case uh really the people that were against the british were like the the upper class the wealthy the rich um but those people aren't foot soldiers right the common people were just kind of ambivalent to the war. So uh, they had to implement some hard recruiting measures to get people to join this war. So I just wanted to toss you this question and we can cut it if you have no idea, I'm okay with this. But let's imagine yourself in one of those fancy wigs, Caitlin, like one of those fancy wigs, you got like the three pointed hat, you're riding a horse. Say no more. Uh, you're in the you're in the army. Uh, what would what do you think like back in those times? What do you you think would be your recruitment tactic like screaming from the streets like what it what it what are you gonna do how are you gonna recruit i just want to i want to walk this out with you i'm so curious just to your answer that's all i want oh hit God. me hit it me is with what caitlin mcmillan would do it is not only <laughs> too early to be podcasting over here on the west coast <laughs> it is too early to put me in a war zone and tell me how to market <laughs> that war zone so you know fair enough fair enough i i i will come up with something but uh it's gonna be garbage so um yeah no i expected that so this is why <laughs> this is why i said we can cut it this is what i said we can cut this but i okay. want to know just for my own well so, i think you yeah. led me in a direction i think you said if you were in one of those fancy wigs and you had one of those what you say <laughs> three point hats and you were riding through the streets yep. so immediately you started kind of talking about the wardrobe and my appearance so that is where yeah, i go yeah you set me up a little bit so that's where kind of i go and I think the idea, if you are kind of shouting from the streets, telling everybody to come look at you, it's like you're riding in on this grand horse, you're dressed in you know, good attire. And I think the subject mm -hmm. that you're screaming is just, look like me. Do you wanna look like me? Mm -hmm. This is how you can do it. It's an easy one, two step process. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I'll stop there before I put Not garbage at all. Not garbage. Okay, well. No. 
not garbage at all that's pretty similar to what they did it was i mean it's the classic uh army recruitment tool of advancement right you see that in modern army like remember those army of ones it's like get your college degree we'll pay for yes. your college if you do a cert run in the army i mean it it's it's life advancement and it I, was kind of the and that's how they did it right and i was thinking too like this idea of riding in on a horse like maybe if you're talking to the commoners they might ha not have a horse B very similar to like you might not have the best of the best ford f-150 nowadays and uh yep. so they're riding yep. in on a horse and they <laughs> say a ford do you want a do you want yeah. this like stallion we can give it to you if you come join me yep yep I think uh, you hit the nail on the head with that. I think it was the first instance of lifestyle marketing, right? You it, you were saying all of this stuff without saying it, right? Like it was you were presenting a lifestyle, a demeanor, and you were getting people to buy in. And this is back in 1776. Ooh, I, I love agree. that it you. Put that together because you say lifestyle marketing and I go to influencer marketing and was holy shit the army the first influencer of our time. I, I, do you see any difference from people like flashing their great bodies trying to sell yeah. hair gummies to uh, on Instagram than someone riding in on a horse and a fancy wig and being like, "Yo, join yep. this army. This is how I got here." You yep. know, is yep. there much difference? I yeah. don't think so, right? Yeah um it's a classic tactic uh, they did have another tactic that i wanted to bring up which i thought was you know pretty ingenious um officers were they would ride into town they would do their whole like get people in the streets recruit young men um then at night they would head to the local tavern and they would buy free drinks for all of the young men there get them liquored up and have them enlist. And by the time they, uh, in their stupor, they'd be enlisted in the army. And by the time they woke up, they had boots and uniforms and a tent to sleep in. Rough. Um, that was, uh, interesting. I mean, consent comes to mind. I'm like, mm. <laughs> were they fully consenting yeah, adults? I uh, don't know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they consented, but in what mental state, right? Well, That's exactly. A, like they obviously need, still needed consent, but at what state? I've consented to a lot of things after shots of tequila that I would never consent to in my in my right mind. And don't it's, take it to a sexual place; just fun places. You well, know? maybe just we shouldn't have used the word consent then. <laughs> yeah, that's why I caught myself. I caught, um, we're trying to be diplomatic in this podcast, Caitlin. We're trying to be diplomatic. All it's right, the, it's the <laughs> it's the olden day, uh, or it's the modern day uh, scenario where you agree to plans when you're out at a bar, and then you wake up, and the person's like, "Okay, ready to go hiking," and you're like, "Nope, not doing that." <laughs> what? Yep, I except I am very back in the day they're like here's your gun or whatever it was a bassinet yep. not a bassinet we're marching <laughs> south like we're we're marching to the Philadelphia like yeah. let's get going yeah yep. and you're like this is the wrong kind of hike this yeah, is the wrong yeah. kind of hike our hike I, to Philadelphia starts today. <laughs> Yep. Like, Oy, okay. Not great. Not great. Um, so, I mean, that was one tactic, but the, the most effective tactic was something that else that we see commonly in marketing today uh, was they, you know, printing press was relatively new and Paul Revere, 
the classic Paul Revere. Um, he was a man of PR, I, which is why I think he's so renowned today. He had a he had an eye for public relations, um, and he widely circulated this poster bulletin depicting the Boston Massacre, which is where British soldiers shot into like a crowd of American people, put very much women and children on the American side in this row of red British soldiers on the other side and just circulated that. And that image, that first, that use of like imagery of, of soldiers firing into innocent people um, did, was effective, especially initially in the recruitment of all kinds of people. So do you still see, I mean, portraying a story in an image, you still see that as a crux of modern marketing, right? Beyond war, it's everywhere, right? Yeah, but just going back to the uh, Army of One commercials that I remember, it's not necessarily pictures of war. I think maybe that could have the opposite effect in this day and age. Um, And it's more of, like you said, kind of a depiction of motivation. Like there's usually some kind of minority woman joining the Air Force and advancing her career and just like kind of smiling and being like, I get to be a part of a team versus positioning us Mm -hmm. against the opponents. I think that would backfire these days. So the, the storytelling is absolutely still there. I agree. Love that. I love that comparison as well. Um, So let's jump ahead. We got, you know, just an hour to get through this podcast. And you know me, once I get down history rabbit holes, it's hard for me to stop. So we'll jump ahead to the Civil War now. I won't quiz you on the dates there. When the South and the North were fighting. 1880? Oh, you're close. I think I did. I honestly wasn't going to quiz you because I didn't write down the years and I don't know them off the top of my head. So... You know, I, I was trying to save myself on that one, but you, let's Quiz say me. you're right. I like Just, a good challenge. I like, a good, I'm a competitor. Yeah. So. If, and if we, and, and and if our dates are wrong, why don't you just join our Facebook group and comment and tell us that we're wrong? I'll take that engagement. All right. Mm-hmm. So in your mm-hmm. face, listeners, mm-hmm. I win either way. Um, so civil war, very, uh, let's take a look. I think I'm on some FBI watch list now because I started researching like Southern army recruitment, Confederate army recruitment tactics. So I'm pretty sure FBI, you know, don't at me. That was, it was all purely for research, but we're going to take a look at like how the Southern army recruited people because uh, the Northern army had an, an army ready. They had the American army, the Southern army, when they broke away, had to be all volunteers and they had to get people to register in the fight, uh, against the North. Um, so, I mean, we know the basic story. They were like, and it, we see the story a lot. Like their messaging was slavery is our livelihood. That's how we, our communities survive. The North is trying to take that away. We need you to come fight for our way of life. Right. And that was, that was the overall messaging, but they found a new way to do it, which I thought was very interesting. Um, it was a lot of songs. They wrote songs after song after song and would print the lyrics and distribute them and make sure people knew them. So not only was this like, they they built this camaraderie through shared songs, but they would have the soldiers singing them as they marched through towns to kind of build up this new nationality feeling. Um, and the most uh, popular song is uh, Dixieland. And that is uh, still sung by racists today. So I'm not going to sing it. 
because it's kind of, you know, fuck the Confederacy. I was going to say, can we get a little sample? But no. Nope. I'm not going to do it. Fuck the Confederacy. If you if you know, you know. And if you want to look it up and get on the FBI watch list, by all means. But I'm not going to promote their songs because fuck with that shit. Um, but I will say, I will say, uh you still this was a new tactic to really proliferate songs do you see that being used beyond the army like how are songs still used to build loyalty even brand loyalty oh right? obviously i mean the first um, thing that, that still yeah the first thing when you said songs came to mind was like we've done uh we've covered jingles this like philosophy of a jingle like stanley steamer it's cleaner you know as the example yeah. and can you just imagine yes. like a whole yes. troop of people singing stanley steamer as you go down the <laughs> as the yeah. roads there's a new nightmare there, there's uh, a new nightmare for me but yeah i All think right. one it sticks in your head like it's just it's permanently ingrained um and then mm -hmm. it is interesting though because it brings in like song is i think historically um a community a way to get community together and they're using it against well i don't want to say against people but it just does it makes sense like historically song dance is a community effort uh and a community gathering so i'm gonna stop saying community mm -hmm. and just let you continue on but no i i love that you were saying community because that was the purpose and this it's the purpose with brands and it's the purpose in history yeah. was this the, the south was a new nation quote unquote mm. right like they, they had to build up national pride very quickly to support this war to get people to be on board with this war so they did it through song so they could have this shared identity and sing a song together and build this community quickly yeah. and that's what brands do as well right you get a jingle you build a little jingle stanley steamer we just gave him a free shout out because some dude just wrote a jingle mm -hmm. right like we like it, it is it is it is a quick way even around a brand around a nation whatever it is like shared songs are a cultural piece that is your identity even american music to this day like when i was traveling all over people listen to american songs like and our culture is proliferated k-pop is korea literally says that is a cultural export they fund k-pop groups because korea wants to spread their cultural messaging all over the world it's a way to just ingrain within people and brands do it as well just mm -hmm. like nations right sorry i just got on one there yeah. i don't know why my ire was sent towards k-pop poor <laughs> bts r.i.p you know like i was just gonna bring that up bad. and i didn't want to derail this conversation but you know B what is it bts or is it bt yeah bts i almost wanted to call them I btk so. please don't Oh, that's like the old uh, singing group, isn't it? No, like, that uh, is a with serial Omarion? killer. Is that is no, that's B two K. That that's B two K. Okay, no, I got it. Yeah, B two K. Yeah, with Omarion. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. I'm with okay, you. B two K. B two K. B T K is the serial killer, and B T S <laughs> is the K pop group that just recently disbanded to cover solo projects. It's a it's a sad day. Happens day. to the best of them, you know. Um, but 
again not to derail it too far but like again bts with songs has like a community following right like they have a cult following uh because of their songs it's a way to ingrain in people and the south did it for their army they wanted to like build this national pride so people would join the the army in addition to saying they're they're hurting our way of life here's our identity these are our people and that's how they got soldiers and they did uh many of the soldiers like volunteered on mass like they did have to draft people and put conscription laws conscription laws where any men between a certain age has to register and make service near the end but at the beginning people were joining in floods they did it it was scary um so uh moving on from songs let's go to another war world war one you want to take a shot at the year now i do have it now i have it written down i know 29 1929 1930 oh not bad 1917 1917 so a little bit uh a little bit of of a gap there um this is where like war recruitment had changed right um america learned a lesson they had a very difficult job getting people to join the army and volunteer for the army so they put in a new act which is the draft where mm -hmm. the the army had to draft people because they had really poor recruitment levels for this world war one um it, it had to happen i think it, my theory is that america without giving you the long boring history america like joined the war out of duty right? Like we had allies across the, <laughs> the seas. They were, they were getting attacked. We had to join as a partnership and an ally. And again, just like the revolutionary war, the, the common people were like, I don't care, right? Like this doesn't affect my life. Like I don't want to join the army. So, um, it was a real struggle. They did not do a great job, but it did yield one of the most iconic advertisements of all time beyond any brand beyond any war do you want to take a stab at which one it is it is the most iconic ad i think in history any any guess no <laughs> i mean the one iconic ad is around this time but it has nothing to do with army recruitment i'm thinking of the woman um uh with the blue shirt and it's trying to recruit women into the workforce because of this war. You know, she's oh, like wearing a red yes, bandana. Yes. The, yeah, she has the, her. Uh, Rosie the Riveter. Rosie the Riveter. Thank you. Yep. That is the yep. most iconic uh, ad yes. of that time in my mind. And I can't think of the other one. It's a very similar style. I'll give you that. Like the Rosie the Riveter, a very similar style. Because you're right, it's at the same time. Uh, but it, I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. It's, it's uncle Sam's in it and he, oh, we want like, you. Yes. Yes. So the, we, I, I want you, uh, I want ad, you. which I think is a big difference. Cause I originally thought it was, we want you too, but it was, I want you, which I think makes a big difference in messaging. Uh, so yeah. So those of you that, that haven't caught on, it's the uncle Sam pointing right at the viewer you know, bending over and in big letters, I want you to join the army. Um, and that was utilized in World War One, and it worked so well, it was utilized in World War Two as well. So let, let's talk about that ad, because it is iconic, right? Like it is ingrained in all of us. What do you think 
the power like what's the marketing secret sauce of that ad why did it resonate why is it like still relevant in our brains today it's kind of aggressive would you agree like it's kind of intimidating because he is a very large person and he's bending down and the way that the dimension is set up and he's pointing at you it's very very directive like it is directed at you there is no guessing about who this ad is talking to it is a personalized ad i think that is mm -hmm. the success of it i completely agree and i also wanted to hone in the eye like you're right uncle sam is very domineering in that illustration like he's he's like looming over you and pointing at you and i think that gives you a sense of like and them saying i want you that's like uncle sam is the representation of america like looming over you and america's like i want you uh is a, a personalized and b i think it makes the viewer feel like america's bigger than them right like i think that's that domineering stance like the country's bigger than me and you kind of feel in this like submissive state looking at it like oh you know if somebody says hey can you get the can you grab me something from the store or if somebody says i want you to grab me something from the store there's a little bit more urgency right and like a little bit more of a i don't know submissive state that it puts you in would you agree mm, yeah absolutely yeah so um it's it was used during world war one and world war two like renown is like one of the best recruitment ads ever there it's just it's still prevalent today um any other so i think the messaging the i want you the personalization and the domineering kind of like ex example and the personification of America, I think was the secret sauce. Like they put America into a person. Let's right? discuss that really fast. Like who, now that we're talking about it, who is Uncle Sam? Like who decided that Uncle Sam was this depiction of America? Just because you paint him in American flags does it like did he spawn from anybody in particular um yes uh, there was a merchant uh sam and i'll i'll follow up with his last name in the notes um but his name was sam he was a meat he was the owner of a meat production facility and he would like ship meat to the army and just stamp a big usa on the meat box so he kind of became like infamous wow and uh now the the actual depiction of uncle sam is not of this man uh there was another model being used i believe the illustrator used his own kind of likeness and added a beard um but that's where it really comes from and it's just kind of been from this ad personified over time like uncle sam is which the USA, right? I think it has legs now, but if someone were to, if this Uncle Sam character were to just pop up on the scene in 1917 saying, I want you to join the army, I would be like, who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? Like, who are you? It would make more sense yeah. if that person, that character actually resonated with me to some degree. Like if it was the president or if it was, uh, I don't know some army sergeant or general but yep. um it's, it, it, it is fascinating that this is just like some kind of hypo hypothetical character and everyone listened to him 
Yeah, it's interesting you said that because the I want you I got deep down a rabbit hole. The the American version of the I want you poster was actually modeled after a British like a uh, similar poster, but the British one had an actual like general in the army. Yeah, like doing it. Yeah. So America just like built it into this character. But I do think, you know, this campaign has longevity because it's a character because it's this idea like generals will come and go maybe be in a scandal you know we see this all the time with marketing campaigns you lean into a figurehead and something goes wrong with that figurehead and you lose the power mm. and i think like this general guy you know what he's about he's got the stars and stripes hat i mean everything on him is either white red or blue right yeah, like yeah. there is that he you know that he is like america to his core um so i think even the the way that they chose to dress him yes is yes very thoughtful a hundred percent agreed um isn't it interesting though that in nowadays like present time uncle sam is more so associated with the irs am i the only one who thinks about that <laughs> like something no, that was I, meant I, to as a recruiting tactic is now like give me your money and don't fuck it up. Yeah. Yep. I think because it's human behavior with the IRS is like paying a, uh, an abstract. It's the same thing. Like paying, giving money to an abstract entity is so hard for us to wrap our minds around. But if you're saying like, yeah, Uncle Sam's coming to get me. Yeah. Like, or I got to pay Uncle Sam. Like paying person to person. Like it's yeah. easy for us to just personify this abstract idea of government. I, right. I, and I Uncle just, Sam is brilliant. I wonder that. when that switched. You know, I believe from my research, I believe it was this ad like this, this Uncle Sam, I want you to join the army ad was kind of the 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 beginnings of it. And that character just resonated so much. It's been associated with our country ever since. Yeah, but right? when at what point did it switch from a recruiting like this is kind of the uh, epitome of America personified to this is now someone who wants to take my money and I has to, I have to make sure that I give him my money so I don't go to jail. Like I wonder when that tone and that yeah. imagery and that scenario switched. D you know? Yeah, it it's got to be yeah, no, it's I, I don't know the exact time, but I think it's a great question. It's got to be it just like you personify anybody. There's there's a good and a bad side, you know, like if you have this yeah. person representing America, just like yeah. any government, there's going to be good sides and bad sides that you don't want to deal with and things that you like and disagree with. So I think putting a, America in this personified state of Uncle Stam helps us wrap our minds around this ideal, but it comes with good and bad sides. So mm -hmm. we can complain just like your crazy uncle. You'll be like, he's fun for an hour, but mm -hmm. damn, I hate when he asks me for money every other week, you mm -hmm. know, like it, it's, it's, it's an easy. And I think like, it's an easy way for us to just kind of tie it to our personal connection to this government. Mm -hmm. It's, it's hard to wrap in all the people yeah. that are a part of this idea of America. And it's just our, it, it, dials it back to our personal relationship it's fascinating and i think that's why it works so well this original ad right um very interesting stuff i thought this was going to be kind of dry but all right now you got me going now you got me going on the marketing end um so uh we're gonna skip a couple wars we can skip we've been skipping a lot of wars but uh skip the korean 
Vietnam War. That was like draft. Like you are required to join the army. I don't think there's much about recruitment that we can talk there. Everybody was really forced. Everybody was really forced by the government. Not a lot of marketing. Um, So in that sense, I'm going to go through from the Vietnam War on. I'm going to go through some of the old army taglines. I want to get your gut reaction. I want to see rate, maybe give it a rating. Do you like it? Not like it score out of 10 on how you feel it. This is as like a tagline. Um, and then at the end, I'm going to give you some uh, military pain points in current recruiting, and we're going to try to come up with a new army tagline. Sound good? Let's go. All right. So um, from 1980 to 2001, the tagline for the army was be all you can be. Mm. What's your gut to that? Be, be all, all you can, can be. be. Yeah, uh, it's catchy. It has a little bit of a sing songy tune to it. Be all you can be. Um, I rate that a no, I, because I don't have anything to compare it to just yet. I would say it's a strong out mm, of the gate, eight, ratings. nine out of 10. Yep. Okay. Be all you can be. Yeah. I love it. Um, the campaign, uh, I called it like relating to the top gun era. Top gun came out in the eighties, like with Tom Cruise and they're just making a remake. And it was like, look at all this cool stuff. Be all you can be fly, be a fighter pilot, be maverick. Um, when we all know the military life is really not like that. And it was, I mean, that was the first real iteration of like going after like kind of lost teenagers. College Mm. wasn't a next, like a dead set next step. And it was like right out of high school, 18 year olds, like live this cool lifestyle, be a pilot. All right. Um, 1950 to early seventies. Oh, we're going backwards. Your future. I'm just kind of jumping around jumping a little around. bit. I'm okay. kind of jumping around a little bit. Yeah, I'm just, I'm giving you some different ones. I don't want you to like, you know, see how, like I want you to get. I was like best. prepped for the uh, 90s. 19- I was, yeah, I was trying to make my 90s references in my head. And then he threw me a curveball by saying 50 yeah. to 70. Okay. Right. So it's not linear. Well, or, well, the be all you can be was in the 90s. They ran that actually for 20 years. So okay. the 80s, 90s and into 2000. Okay. Um, so 1950s to early 70s, your future, your decision, choose army. Your future. Okay. So the difference between the two, I like how be all you can be is uh, more personal and a little bit like you can choose how you show up and they are gearing you towards mm. be in the army, but it is kind of like be all you can be. And here's one option to do that. This one yep. flat out says choose army, which me being yeah. kind of the anarchist that I am makes me a little angry. Like, don't tell me what to do. So I would rate this one yeah. a solid three out of 10. Yep. I, in my notes, I wrote, this is kind of mean. Like, <laughs> I, I agree. Like, like it, it's, it's kind of like your future. Like, it's like a, a parent coming down to you, like after you stayed out too late, too late yeah. and like broke their curfew, like yeah. your future, your decision, choose me, choose my, like, hey, yeah, I'm with you. I was and like, there's no, yeah. I don't and, like- and it's like, it's telling you that there's only one way to succeed and be a good person in life. And this is it. And as humans, we don't like being told what to do. 
you know, or at least I don't. So mm-hmm. I think that's the majority. Mm-hmm. I think like as Americans, we as as, Americans, <laughs> I think as Americans, we specifically do not like being told what to do. Wear a yeah. mask. Fuck that. Just because you're telling me to do it. Like that's what people were doing. Like it, we just don't like it. Right. We're like, I'm a, my own freedoms. I went very Southern there and I apologize to our Southern listeners, but you know. And and just to be ultra clear, that is not our opinion of the mask mandate. So just want to put that out there as well. No, yes, yes, absolutely. I I still wear a mask even with regulations gone, you know, don't, don't at me, don't at me. Um, Okay, next, mid seventies, very short lived campaign. And I'll tell you, and I, well, I'll tell you now. So this was a very short-lived campaign because of a scandal with the ad agency <gasps> that produced this campaign. Love a scandal. Let me, I let me tell you, Caitlin. Before you get too excited, I dove so deep to try to find exactly what the scandal was, and I could not find anything. I could not find like they they must have just dropped it. Like I could not find all I all I saw was two articles referencing that it was pulled because of a scandal. It was the closest I could get was like it was something there was a perception that there was a lot of beer and lack rules and drinking in the army barracks. And so the army was like trying to counter narrative that like I know I gave the same face. I couldn't really tie those two together, but it was something with the ad agency that caused this campaign to like be pulled very, very quickly. Um, and I have the video, we'll post, post it to our uh, Facebook group. Um, but here's the tagline. I love it. All right. Join the people who've joined the army. Join the people who've joined the army. <laughs> I, that one. Okay. So let me just walk you through the three that we've already covered. Be all you can be had a very positive reaction from you. The other one, join the army or whatever, uh, you know, make your own, whatever. Choose army. Uh, yeah. Choose army was a very negative reaction from me. This one had no reaction whatsoever. There's not <laughs> strong language in it by any means. Can you say it yeah. again? Join the people who've joined the army kind of confusing yeah a hundred percent i i thought the same thing uh like there's and, no and it was there's no clear call to action you're just kind of like looking around like who are these people yeah it's it's and it's why would i want like, to join to me, them it was like they exactly it's kind of like me just being like they're just like hey there's cool people here yeah like maybe you should join like come hang out with us yeah and and yeah it just doesn't make like join the people you know why would i want to join a a person doesn't have any reaction from me like the word people doesn't have any reaction maybe if it was like hey join the heroes that have joined the army that is like okay Mm. hold up i want to be a hero Mm. but i don't want to be a people Mm -hmm. like what's a people yeah i i i completely agree i will put it a little bit into context that like the late 70s was post uh vietnam war 
And like, there was a lot of hippies, anti-scent, like a lot of hatred towards even veterans that came back that were just drafted, right? Mm. There was a lot of hatred towards the army and Mm. the war and a lot of negatives. So maybe they were trying to go very light and be like, hey, this is a cool place to hang out, you know, (sighs) like trying to like soften it a little bit um yeah but it really fell flat right yeah so um, on my, so on, you're gonna love this on my oh, scale i would even go i yeah. rate that one below the last one and the last one i rated a three so this one ranks maybe a two and i give it a two because it's like okay you put it out there so you showed up it's basically like you showed up that's half the battle so that is why <laughs> yeah like, they they put it to print so i give them a two <laughs> it's like uh you get points for just signing your name on the sat like uh yep. like that's what that's the, what yes. you're giving them yes. like they yes. signed their name on it yes. there was an army logo associated yes. with the yes. ad so they get it too okay uh, so you're gonna love it so that the, this one is join the people who've joined the army the scandal happens they switch the tagline and the t- new tagline is today's army wants to join you no, absolutely not. Today's army wants to join you. No. <laughs> I, they were like trying to decipher that one for a while. They were like, <laughs> how can we make a confusing message even more confusing? How can we one up our old ad? I know. Join the army that wants to Today's, join you. Like what? Today's army wants to join you. Yeah. Uh, my initial reaction was like, all these hippies are on LSD. So let's make a fucking confusing tagline and they'll make sense of it. Like <laughs> that might've been their, the army's marketing tactics. Like God. just lean into LSD. I didn't um, think, I didn't that, think it I makes could, no sense. I didn't think I could rate one lower than the other one I just rated, but this one gets a, a one. <laughs> this one fully gets a one. Like, I don't even think a signature gets points on this guy. So, so far I have a one, two, three, and a nine. So the eighties slash nineties are pulling ahead. The be all you can be. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Um, But my favorite part of this, uh, today's army wants to join you ad. And I took a screenshot of it. We'll post it on the Facebook group, but the, the headline, like the tagline, that's the call to action. The headline is uh, take the army's 16th month, month tour of Europe. And so it's just basically join the army, travel Europe. And the image, Caitlin, the image is like the back of this man sitting at this little French cafe on the street. There's no camo in sight, no army uh, uniform in sight. And he's sitting across from like a beautiful blonde woman and she's like laughing. There's like wine on the table. And it's like that was their market was like join the army, get a free 16th month tour of Europe and like it was it was nuts like they were they were at a loss they were <laughs> they did not know what they were doing they were throwing things I, at a I, wall and seeing if it would stick and this was yeah a bust a huge bust but hey go hang out with b- blonde french women that's essentially their uh their their message for, for, so, for a very specific 16 months for a very specific 16th months yeah I, I i don't know man like they they gave it their best effort you're right they showed up um so another one i pulled out which ran from uh 2001 so now we're jumping after the bu all you can be 2001 to 2006 the one we've been talking about army of one um 
so I have, I have, there's, when I read the articles, there's actually a very divided sentiment on this campaign, especially from people with military history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the divided sentiment, obviously it stuck with us, mm-hmm. right? We were like army of one, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but the divided sentiment is that it prioritized like individuals, like uh, you're in, you are like army as one rather than like you're a unit and you're a team and you're working together. So it was obviously effective, but not very impactful in the military community. Do you have any reactions to that? Yeah, I could not disagree more. Um, I mm. think that we've already discussed how much of an impact community has over the human race across the board. Like we thrive and are constantly yearning for some sort of connection. Not only that, but like a lot of us are competitive by nature to some degree. Mm. And so I think like being a part of a team to some degree, like we all play sports in high school, like there's that team camaraderie that we continue to yearn for uh, after we graduate high school. And that's just like lost. Um, not to derail this, but like, Mm. I remember playing soccer in high school and I got out of high school and I was like, what the fuck? Like, where is my community now? (laughs) Like I am totally lost and I hated it. I hated not having that team, team environment around me. So their tagline be an army of one. I feel like the people who that did not resonate was taking that that word one way too fucking literally. Like, do you have any mm. sort of not imagination, but like read between the lines? Like this is contextual. And they're like, be an army of one. Yep. Like, come on. I an army, an army is is the definition of multiple okay well i don't know if that's the definition don't don't at me but it's like an army is multiple things and so you're saying multiple things become one as a unit so it's like the people just who it did not resonate misread it entirely misread it so i have strong feelings about that i think it was i think it is successful i think it's saying you want to be a part of a team? I know how to do that for you. Yeah, but I will say that plays to its downfall as far as messaging goes. Is it a? Li- it's it's open to interpretation, right? It is like I you don't can, think you it can is. Focus on the army, or you can focus on the one. I mean, it, it clearly is if they have if there's a divided sentiment, right? Like it, I think the messaging is I I you and I are under the same interpretation that it's like an army. You're a part of a team but you're one unit. Right. And I, I, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like you can focus because what I I made sense to me when I read their arguments is like, they saw it as you are become one with the army, but you're an army within yourself. Yeah. You are, 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 you are the army and you become the army. And that's more individual than saying how we interpret it as like, you contribute to this massive, one unit, right? Um, I it can be spun both ways. Right? I do fully understand. Uh, uh, I don't under. Well, I do understand. I understand 
how to misinterpret that. But I think that they are doing just that. They're misinterpreting it and just kind of talking to fill airtime. Like they're just complaining to complain. Mm. I don't know. I don't want to say that. I, I, <laughs> I, I said that Fair. I would be diplomatic. 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 But I could not yeah. disagree more. I think it was effective. But mm. okay. I I agree. I like we're under the same I'm playing devil's advocate. For totally, people, totally. You know, but we're yeah. under the same we're under the same idea, right? Um so that brings us to the new one, uh the current one. Can you name it? Do you do you they changed it from Army of One. Can you name it? It does it stick cuz I I couldn't remember. I was I, I as soon as I read it, I was like, "Oh yeah." But um You know why I, I think name it for that you. I can't name it is because the nature of television these days. I don't think it has anything to necessarily do with marketing, the marketing tagline. I think it has to do with like, I don't watch commercials anymore, like I did in the early 2000s. So I think that might have something yeah. to do with it. But let me think, just give me just give me a second. So we went from Army well, of One. I'll, I'll vamp for you while you think. Uh, yeah, I'll vamp for you. So I think you bring up an interesting point about commercials because uh, military has always embraced new mediums right and i don't think they've embraced the digital space very well i think they uh are make a lot of ad buys but mm -hmm. i really do not think um they've embraced this new medium and so they're losing out on a lot of people because their messaging falls on the wrong demographic mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. they just yeah. can't, it's tough it's tough to advertise military on TikTok and i mean instagram but you and gotta find a way to do it and who's watching television commercials? People who are way outside of the age range to join the army. Um, yep. Okay. Yep. So I, I don't think they've embraced this new medium. Go ahead. Yeah. I can't remember. I, and I know I'm going to feel dumb as soon as you tell me what it is, but tell me. <laughs> Not at all. Army strong. Ah, I army do feel strong. dumb. I feel dumb. That is, that is, yeah. Army strong. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, I felt dumb too. To like to 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 give you the massive credit, I was in the exact same place as you, and I was like, ah, like I told you, as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I've seen that. Army strong. Yeah. So, how do you feel about that tagline? Yeah, I think it's less impactful than Army of One. Obviously, I felt very passionate about that one, but I think maybe I felt passionate <laughs> because I just like enjoy arguing, so I had to counter the opposite opposition. <laughs> but I think I think it's less impactful. So Army Strong. Let's even like dissect this a little bit. Um, <laughs> they really went. With I, just, I think it misses the mark. I think so too. They really went with a slogan that's just two words and expect the same yeah. outcome that be all you can be has. I think that those mm -hmm. are the same message. Essentially, um, be all well, you can not, be is yeah. Let's not forget the most impactful one. That's I want you right like you. that poster right yeah. like that wasn't yeah so that's three words i mean there's you can do it but army strong is just ambiguous again right on my end it's like that's the thing what does like, that mean? like i i compare it the reason i compared it to out of all of these slogans i compared it to be all you can be um because that one is telling me like i can uh, i can um reach the peak of my human existence like mentally and physically by joining the army so mm -hmm. that resonates with me that is what i want to mm -hmm. do with my life but army strong mm -hmm. is also saying like 
hey, you can reach some sort of peak physical strength. Like, I think it's trying to say the same thing. That's why I compare the two, but it just does it in an ambiguous way. Army, strong. I completely we're, agree. We're, we're, yep. we're telling you that if you join us as a team, as a, as a, as a, uh, I don't know, group, we are stronger in numbers, but it's not saying that it, it's, it's nope. open to too vague of an interpretation. Yeah. And my issue is, you know, why I think I want you worked is like, it's calling to the individual person. For me, this tagline, if I'm coming at it from a marketing sense says the army's already strong. Why do they need me? Right? Like, why do I need to join? There's no urgency on my no. end to be like, oh yeah, no, it's like, it, it's already strong. Okay, cool. Like, go be strong. I'll go yeah. do my own thing. Yeah. You know? um, I'll go do marketing like, equally as I, important. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. Super important. And I'll just like talk shit from the sidelines on your marketing campaigns. Yeah. But um, so in the last couple minutes, uh, I'm going to read you some pain points. So I, I think like these recent campaigns, army of one army strong, are not helping their recruitment efforts. We're, I mean, for a number of reasons, we're seeing declines, right, in, in volunteering, number of reasons. But I don't think this is helping, right? I think they're missing the mark. So, you know, I've enlisted us uh, to come up with a new, t see if we can do it. You know, let's just put ourselves to the marketing test, right? So I'm gonna treat this like a client, right? And uh, they're gonna give us the pain points. And I pulled these pain points literally off the Army website. So they listed out these four pain points and let's see if we can walk through what a nice tagline would be. Are you ready? Okay. That was a nod for you listening listeners at home. That was a <laughs> hesitant, hesitant nod from Caitlin. I'm already brainstorming. <laughs> right. I'm jotting All down right. notes so I don't fall flat. Okay. Go. Okay. Okay. So their number one pain point that they list, the local market. It's the most challenging labor market since the inception of an all volunteer force. So what they're saying is to progress. So what they're saying is to progress and, and have a higher career to move up in your career, you need to be dedicated. It's the classic trope of like, hey, entry level marketing position with six years experience, right? <laughs> like it's a challenging labor market. So uh, that's a big issue for the army because essentially you're not in the labor market for however long you choose to serve. You know, if it's a two year stint, you're, you might be two years behind in the labor market. I'm right? confused. So that's what a big is, issue. Can you break down what the, I, I'm, I guess I'm confused about the labor market. Are we referring to just the general labor market? Like Labor market. Yep. Or you the and arm. me just working for companies. No nope. okay. labor market is like working for companies, okay. right? Like labor is like going to a factory. Like you have a nine to five, like whatever okay. you're working in a restaurant and that's all labor market. And uh, the pain point is people are not going into the labor market because of like this type of experience that they need to even get an entry level job. Is that what you're saying? they're not going into military service they're choosing to enter the labor market and work oh. because it's so challenging and to progress in your life you need to dedicate a lot of time in the labor market and they they're saying essentially military service on a resume could hold you back 
right? Like if you have two oh. years military service and you apply for a job and you're two years behind your, your peers who have been in the labor market, who have gotcha. been working at a marketing agency, uh, you're gonna, it's, it's challenging. It's a hard, it's like the most challenging market ever. Right. Two more clarifying questions. One, are they saying, yes. uh, they, they are challenged by the late. Okay. So uh, sorry, let me get my thoughts in order. Are they saying that eventually army recruits and people in the army, like it's not really a life career path and so eventually their recruit or their their people in the army will have to go into the labor market at which point they're set back because they had army experience and the army has to combat Correct. that argument and is Correct. that the yes. just like so being is that a I, i'm sorry just one last thing is that kind of a general no is that fact or is that just like a assumption on the person so is it fact that companies do not hire people that have five years of army experience but zero years in the labor market or is that just an assumption on people like you and me like i want to get into the labor market so i'm not behind yeah uh i think it's it, it's I would say it's an assumption from okay. the military because this is pulled off the military website. Okay. So I'm assuming they have some data to back that up where it's like, okay. it's hard for veterans to get hired at okay. a job because, you know, businesses are prioritizing experience in the industry over military service, right? It used to be like, if you had a military background, you could get a job anywhere. And you're right, like being in the military is not a lifetime position typically unless you move way high up it's like you do it while you're young and then you go back to building a family doing a life and you just have military service right okay okay i'm with you does that make sense yeah cool um their pain point number two is awareness uh only 50 percent of youth admit to oh no sorry 50 percent of youth admit they know little to nothing about military service 50%. So there's an issue with people knowing what's entailing military service. What is yeah. entailed? You didn't even know that it was in, that it was only a couple years, you know, um, that you have to do it. Like we, the, the, what it needs, what, what's required in typical military service, half of people have no idea, little to nothing. So awareness is a big, big deal. Okay. Any clarifying questions nope. on that one? Zero. Um, this one's my, my personal favorite, um, 71% of youth do not qualify for military service because of obesity, drugs, physical and mental health problems, misconduct, and aptitude. Oh, that is so painful. <laughs> yeah. The obesity 71. thing just fucking kills me. Yes. 71. So if we're looking at youth market we have to we're working with 29 percent of the population right off the bat right like right off the bat we need to convince 29 percent of these people that the armies because they're the only ones that qualify right that's oh a my tough God. one okay now i mentioned that it was interesting you mentioned your mom and dad in their military service at the beginning of this well they have the, none just to uh, clarify 
they have none their lack of military service <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. uh <laughs> and uh um the the other uh point of note for recruiters is they say military is a family business 79% of recruits have a relative who served. Mm -hmm. So about 80% of people who join the military have some kind of family member who also served in the military. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Why is that a pain point? I would say it's a pain point. I think that was a resource okay. for the recruitment. I think it was something for them. Maybe it's a pain point because if someone doesn't have a a military or like a family member in the military how do you convince them to join the military right gotcha. like how do you get them to serve because clearly it's a big trend that you have a family member and you're more likely to serve right um and then uh the disconnect with society is their last pain point and that is only one percent of the population currently serves one percent uh, veteran population is declining. And what I interpreted that is word of mouth or, you know, uh, direct referrals from people talking about their service and what it's like is slim to none. We cannot rely on that. We cannot rely on people who are actively serving to, um, talk to their friends and family about serving as well. Only 1% that, that margin is too small to work with. Okay. Okay. All right. I have, have some ideas. I have Look. some ideas. Hit me. All right. Yeah, hit me. I don't have any slogans right off the bat, but here is my. Uh, here let's my, walk through it. Here yeah. are my observations, starting with the last observation. So you talk about veterans, and we see it in like we grew up with Vietnam veterans, and we saw firsthand mm -hmm. how poorly they are treated. I mean the homeless population have signs that say, Hey, I'm a Vietnam vet. Like, can you just spare me a couple dollars? And that is the type of marketing that we grew up with. Like we saw Vietnam mm. vets on the side of the street panhandling. So we saw firsthand yeah. how poorly veterans are treated after war or after their military career. So why would yeah. we want the same trajectory? So that's one call out and observation. So that's starting from the back. The next observation is this um, labor market. Uh, the labor market is clearly more attractive to people than the army. And whatever that means. Mm -hmm. So I think people desire a, a high paying job, a salary, a 401k. Like those are things that people look for when they are applying to jobs. Hey, are you a cool company? Are you a startup? Do you have a fucking kombucha keg and a 401k? Cool, <laughs> sign me up. So I think because the labor market has done such a great job and I use labor market as if it's like this one entity, but of course you're talking about like it is it. Okay. So it is. So, and within it that is. entity, you're yeah. talking about the Amazons of the world and the, the Microsofts yep. and these like tech companies that are clearly taking over the labor market and the Walmarts and the Walmart, right? The Walmart is like the, is the biggest hire in the country. Right. Yeah. So, so, um, yep. Oh. You're so because that has become the new kind of uh, 
you get your badge of recognition. If you work at an Amazon, people are like, oh shit, you work at Amazon. Like you must, you must be paid well. Mm. You must have a, a lot of fucking mm. stock, <laughs> uh, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think the army has to position themselves in direct competition with the labor market now. And so they have to market themselves mm. as this is your startup career. So not only I think they have to, Ooh. I ha, I think they have to convince they have a big hill to climb, but they have to convince not only hiring managers of this labor market that if you see a person with army experience on their resume, you know that they have, they're experienced in tech. We've taught them Photoshop. They uh, know how to run ad campaigns. Like there is certain qualifications that hiring managers should be like, oh my God, the same way that when I see a resume and I see Amazon on the resume and I'm like, oh fuck, they worked at Amazon. I know that they're a good worker or, you know, and so hiring yeah. managers now have yeah. to be inclined to say, oh my God, they, they served in the army for two years. Not only is that a physical um, qualification, I know that they have this like kind of experience in an office setting as well. So the army has to do two jobs. They have to convince hiring managers or the labor market that we not only train them physically to be all they can be, but we train them in an office Mm -hmm. environment because like you said, like half of the art, not more than half of the army are, are serving like in a communications and tech space or they're not combat. Mm -hmm. I think I I don't know this. I don't know the statistics, but very a a very small percentage of the army is combat. And we are still as a society conditioned to think that if you join the army, you are in combat and you're going to come back with PTSD and you sit on the side of a highway panhandling. Like that is our vision Mm -hmm. of a a veteran, an army veteran, when in reality, they're trained in an office environment. And yeah, they're fucking physically trained, too. Okay, so now I'm I'm rambling, mm-hmm. but I'm just kind of on one. Did you have any? No, I. You've honestly, you've honestly gotten my gears turning, and this is great because this is typically what we do when we're building a campaign for any client, right? Like, I, you got my brain turning. So, well, let me let me fire back at you what I'm getting because I think you're on the right path. I think you're exactly on the right path. So, a, we expand. It's almost we need to create this flow. We market a for recruitment. And we want new people to in the system. We want supply. But part of that is marketing to hiring managers, right? And marketing to business owners on why. So there's two demographics to this recruitment campaign. You need to create an out system as well as an in system. And I think that's the key, right? So you I, have to change the perception of the army. And that is a tall order. But the Americans perception is that Vietnam vet sitting on the freeway. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you have to convince people that if they have army experience, this is going to be one of the best hires for you. Just like if I see an Amazon resume, I know that that's going to be one of the best hires because Amazon puts them through the fucking ringer, (laughs) both mentally Mm -hmm. and physically. Those Mm -hmm. people are an army of one. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So 
let's talk about we'll talk about i we're in the same opinion so let's let's say let's talk about the the in and the out campaign essentially what we're saying so marketing hiring managers is the out let's start with the in i think you touched on a great topic that it's like people want high paying jobs people want to live comfortably people want a 401k like that's what when you enter the when you enter the market i think i mean just to back it up real quick i think it is a you are losing battle if you recruit people at 18 coming out of high school college as the next step is ingrained it's scarier for me as a young person to leave college into a into a job market than it is at 18 to make the leap into college you are right so, so spot i think on. you shift it up right yeah so i think you shift it up focus on focus on the p the kids in college which who are still kids you know 21 22 you're still yes. kids so i think you capitalize on that unknown that kind of like i'm jumping into the labor market and that's where you get them because the labor market is no longer in play at 18. like people just go to college right um so thinking about a 21 year old what's the scariest things let's talk about you jumping into the job market what are the scariest things for you or anyone that you see like people that you know of like making that leap from this college to quote unquote the real world i always said this right after i graduated college it's like every single thing every step of the way all my whole life my life was mapped out you go to grade school you go to high school you go to college but then after college all of a sudden you're in the dark you are, nobody has a map laid out for you. Nobody tells you what to do after college and you're at a total loss. So that is the scariest thing that I personally felt jumping out of college was mm -hmm. like, okay, mom and dad and teachers, like now what do I do? And they're like, uh, I don't know, mm -hmm. you're fucking on your own. And by the way, here's your cell phone bill. Um, so it's mm -hmm. like yeah. the idea of this is what health insurance is yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we're transferring your car insurance into your name best of luck it's 500 a month yeah. so it's this idea of paying your own bills all of a sudden you pay your own bills you're um yep you don't know what to do next so yeah i had an english degree but did i want to be a writer did i want to be in marketing did i want i like i had no idea i had to i wanted to explore all of these options but you can't explore so maybe there's an angle right yep. there it's like we'll help you get to where you want to be and we'll help you pay your yeah. bills while you're I doing that <laughs> Yeah, I think like the safety net aspect is yes. one way to go. I would just say like the 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 messaging that we would have to overcome is this idea that college will get you a good job. Yeah. Right? Like college, like that's the that's the thinking is like you go to college and you're going to get a good job right out of college. I don't think that's the reality anymore, right? Like that is that's not the reality at well, all. Is like you're not thing. guaranteed a good job. Right. I mean, I can go on and on about this, but I think I think the actual I think that message is already shifting. So we don't have to combat that anymore because I think the whole idea of you get a good job after college came in the 50s and 60s when college was a true privilege. Not a lot of people were going yeah. and this was an elitist thing. But now everybody goes to college. 
And so I think mm -hmm. uh, the past 20 something years, people have recognized that college does not equal good job. College does not equal be lawyer, be doctor, be <laughs> politician. Yeah. It's like college equals a chance to kind of, I don't know, pass or, or like a, a gap year. College yeah. is a gap year. Yeah. It's like, it's like a safety net for living on your own. Right. Um, but I agree. We don't have to counter that message with the army, but can we capitalize on that sentiment? Yes. Right. That's yes. like, is, is the army, if you qual just like, if you qualify for a job, like if you qualify for an army position, like how do you get these, these 21 year olds to think, Oh, like, you know, maybe you're having trouble getting a good job when you do your applications. Can the army step in and say, Hey, we'll take you. Yeah. We'll give you all of this training. We'll let you, we'll let you utilize or not utilize your degree. You like, like I, I don't know. Like, is there anything that we can capitalize on in your brain um, uh, on that? I think, I don't know if this is answering your question, but something I was thinking about while you were talking was, I don't want to make assumptions for the common population, but I see when you see like army recruits in college, you're like, oh, that's a fallback. Like you can use army mm, because mm -hmm. they're just going to yeah. swoop you up and they're going to take anybody and pay for college and that's a fallback. But if you see someone like yep. grinding and going to medical school and then they become a doctor, you're like, oh my God, I respect the fuck out of you. Like you did something that I cannot do. Yeah. So army needs to be positioned as I respect the fuck out of you because you did something that is is kind of is not done by a lot of people and it needs to push mm. past this idea of it's a fallback um mm. the army does not take everyone you know like let's position it that way i mean that you know they do but i think I think even playing to the fact that their pain point is a 1% of the po current population serves, that's an exclusive group, yeah. right? We can even leverage that as like- Be a part of the 1%. Know, <laughs> yeah, be, be, yeah. Everyone maybe wants not to that be. messaging. <laughs> maybe that messaging is passed, but yeah. you know, like, uh, but um, it, it's an exclusive group and it is difficult to qualify. They don't just take anybody. Like I, I, we were both blown away by seventy-one percent of of people don't qualify for the yeah army because we see it as like they're gonna take anybody and everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're right. It needs to be like this elite, like yeah. best of the best. Yeah. Yeah, the kind of sentiment, right? To get it, these kids. It needs right? to be that. It needs to be well respected by everybody. And right now it is not well respected by uh, obviously the labor market um, because people can't get jobs mm -hmm. after their career in the army. Um, mm -hmm. uh, kind of a, a branch of the army. I don't know if I'm going to get to a point by saying this, but um, like an army seal, you know, if, if yeah, someone Navy says that seal. they're, yep. uh, sorry, a Navy seal, um, you know, if someone says they're a Navy seal, you're like, oh my God, like you're a fucking boss. Like you went through Navy seal training, like uh, hats off. Like I have no place even talking to you. So I think, um, that aspect of the army should also be 
Like people should feel the same way when you say yeah. I'm in the army. Yeah. So how do we expect, I think that's a great point. So how do we expand that? Do you know what goes into a Navy SEAL training? I do. And you just set off a light bulb for me. I do because there's documentaries on it and there's film, there's movies. Um, the most yes. recent example. And we know it's grueling. It's grueling because I'm able to watch that. So, uh, God, what Mark Wahlberg was in it. it I think it was called Lone Survivor. Yeah. Did do you did you yeah, watch that? Yeah, I think you're right. I that oh, movie ruined no. me. <laughs> that movie ruined me. I was like, first of all, I don't like army movies that much or like military movies because there's usually like some element of death <laughs> in it. Yeah, and I yeah. end up that that I watched that in theaters and I had tears just streaming down my face because it was so fucking intense what these men put themselves through like and, and it was based on a true story so the whole time i'm thinking to myself like what the fuck am i doing with my life like these people are at their utmost physical and mental peak in their life and i'm sitting here watching them mm -hmm. <laughs> in theaters eating popcorn and drinking a diet coke you know and so like that mm -hmm. same reaction mm -hmm. should be the reaction of oh my god you're in the army what the fuck am i doing with my life Mm, mm hmm. I think so. Let's I think you're on to something here. So I, I think I have a, I think I have a first draft of a tagline <laughs> for you in my head. But let me let me let me give you some background. So I think it's we can turn their their pain points into power. I didn't I about said PowerPoint and I didn't mean it pain points into good points. Right. <laughs> um, I think the fact that 71 people don't apply percent don't apply and only one percent get in and the navy seals are still seen as this like elite like amazing and we just need to expand that perception yes. to all of the army yes. right um so i like that you said what it, so when i'm thinking about like the the navy seals and i've watched documentaries on him too it's like so many people apply only a few make it because the test is so grueling because like it's it's like so difficult to actually get in there um what we can say with the army is is you know test your peak or that's my first draft is like test your peak and like put yourself to the test and instead of saying hey join this army show people getting turned away like i think you show people getting turned away because they're not good enough and you just like go into the the uh, flip the recruitment side yes. saying this is in demand yes and we're we don't let everyone in yes. right like test your peak what what's your feeling on that i like it i like it i think that's a fantastic first draft and if we had more time to spitball i think we could really nail like a good marketing tagline but that is a that is that is what the message yep. should be um join the elite but I don't I really agree. like that one. Um, but something that says you are a part of the 1% and you need to be proud of that. And everyone should look at yep. you like you are the 1%. Um, yep. And I think it solves both ends, honestly, just to wrap it up. Cause I know we're going over, but it was over. a great discussion. Like I, 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 yeah, but just to wrap it up is, uh, you know, I think that solves both of our issues the desire to want to join the army. And yeah. if they're perceived as being like this 
the best of the best that America has to offer, then hiring managers will definitely bring people in from military service, right? And I think visually, so. you can not only show this physical aspect to that, because that's what they rely on so heavily is the physical aspect, yeah. but like you should also show them in an office setting, working together, exchanging money, exchanging papers, like know that they are uh -huh. qualified to run a budget, run a project, like project manage, like you're, yeah. So I think visually you have two aspects of that too. You need to see them in an office setting. Okay. We're yep. way over. I love that. That was well, a lot of fun. We're way over. That was, I, I enjoyed it. And I think that's why we went way over. Right. Um, so I appreciate everybody sticking in. Be sure if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out our Facebook group, check us out on Instagram, mcmillanphillips.agency. Uh, we will be doing lives on Facebook as well and taking questions and Kaylin and I pop in there every now and then for any suggestions, ideas, uh, for future podcasts. Uh, do you got anything else to sign off on Caitlin? No. I'll let you have the last word. I don't want it. Great last I word. don't want it. I don't All want right. it. <laughs> Thanks, right. everyone. We will uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.